Hey, Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar. Thank you for listening. Uh, this week's episode is done in person with comedian David Carter. There's a fun one. Another uh, polyamorous folk that uh, is becoming so popular. I've got shows in Chicago this week. Check it out on my website, Paul F. Comedy. Uh, next week, I'm in Champaign-Urbana at Bardota's on Saturday August 7th, August 6th, the Friday is the return of my show, Drink Day Laugh at the Laugh Factory. I will be in Sarasota McCurdy's August 19th through the 22nd, and then headlining CG's in Bolingbrook August 27th and 28th. Then Oklahoma City, Arkansas, Wichita, Las Vegas. Go to my website all those days. You should check it out. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't. Like us. Tell your friends. Review us. Please review us. No one's reviewed us in the last few months. It really helps. Um, I am selling the Better Call Paul shirts for Parkinson's Foundation still. If you want to get one, uh, message me or go to the website Paul F. Comedy to get your shirt. They are super soft. They are awesome shirts. The news design, I really, really like it. Thank you so much to Amy to making those. Um, That's it. This is a fun episode. Thank you for listening. Check out our sponsor. Hey, all you guys know that I used to be a lawyer. Still am, but, you know, kind of just in the background, if you will. But my friend, Scott Shapiro, he is a full-time lawyer. You guys maybe have injured on the job need compensation, or you're just injured somewhere and you don't know what to do. You're entitled to way more money than you think you are sometimes. Not always, but most of the time. And my friend, Attorney Scott Shapiro, has been helping people for over 20 years in this regard. If you've been injured, give him a call. 312-648-8800 or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. He's a full-service law firm, so... In addition to doing workers' comp cases, PI cases, he also handles all legal needs, including entertainment law. That's right. He's an entertainment lawyer. He's worked on a lot of musicians' cases, a lot of contracts, negotiations, and reviews of contracts for your needs, whether you're a comedian, musician, all that good stuff. All his consultations are free of charge initially. So don't take a chance and wait. Call him, 312 648 8800 or check out his website scottshapirolegal.com call him today tell him i sent you you will not regret it hey gang it's time for singles only my name is paul farvar we are doing this podcast live uh there's no barriers here uh that whole pandemic thing is over if it even ever existed uh, just trying to be joking here, kids. Uh, we have a live episode with a good friend of mine. No voice of reason this episode, but we don't need it because uh, we're both reasonable adults. That's right. Uh, hilarious friend of the show, uh, comedian in Chicago, David Carter. David. Hello, everyone. Hey, Paul. Hey, good buddy. to see you. I, to I'm see surprised you. to see you. I'll definitely say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get into it, uh, you are wearing a roller skate shirt. Yeah. Uh, that's bright yeah. white with white pants. That's right. And it's two different kinds of white because I am colorblind and uh, didn't not, know any though. better. Nobody it's not, can it's, tell. No, you, apparently everyone can because uh, I asked two different uh, coworkers and they were like, yeah, very bold choice, two different whites. I shopped at Target yesterday because I bought <laughs> new bed sheets because 
I'm single again. Yes. So <laughs> we will address that. Shortly. So uh, I think yeah, the I put shirt the is new, bold. It I is. Think it's a, it's, those are cool roller roller skates. I've, old school roller skates. Yeah, I'm probably gonna take this off and put it on a different shirt because I actually do have a date right after this. Wow. So you're just jumping into it. I'm back in the game, baby. That's so. That's what I saw. I knew that you had a serious girlfriend for a while. Four in years. Fact, I think uh, ever since I've known you, I think you've always had a girlfriend. I've had someone. More, yeah, more yeah. or less. Part, partnered in some capacity. I don't normally fly solo for too long, but... Why is that, do you think? I love women. Well, that's fine. Should I not I have growled too. near the end of that sentence? <laughs> that was really creepy. creepy. I was like, was this the correct language? And I, at the end, I sounded like a goddamn Disney villain. I think you I think you can love women and not just jump into relationships, Well, too. none of it's titled. I am, I'm polyamorous. Okay. So... Uh, and I, my favorite type of partner is one that has their her own independent life, and then when we are together, we can be together when we have time. And obviously, there's you know sex involved. So I've always there's always been someone because I love dates, I love being charming and making memories. And then I go off and tell you know do a bunch of shows, and then right. when we have time to come back together. But yeah, I've uh, since I hit like my mid twenties, I've normally always had someone. But that you've been, how long have you been polyamorous? I figured that out, I think, two years before I moved to Chicago, when I was in my last, my first real heavy monogamous relationship, okay. like right before. So when I was about 20, I don't know, 26, I think, I okay. figured it out. Yeah. It's just the way the system... How do you bring that up to people well, when you're dating them? Or how does this decision arise? Mm-hmm. Well, it's super, Let's start with the yeah. first one. Well, it's super easy to do it now, especially during the pandemic. You just put it in your dating profile. Okay, fair. I'm Polly, and that way women know to swipe left on you immediately. Um, it's uh, yeah, I, I've it's sort of the dating atmosphere that I, I found myself in. I enjoyed going on different dates with different women. I never, you know, the Venn diagram never crossed. I never forgot who I was with. We had our own independent stories and different kinds of romance, different kind of sexual uh, attractions. And uh, early on in the dating process, everyone's like, it's it's a unspoken known that you are allowed to date as many people as you right. want. So I say the elephant to the room, like, hey, so uh, we're obviously seeing other people. Whoop, don't tap on the table. <laughs> <laughs> we're obviously seeing other people. As we continue, obviously... Um, uh, if you want something more, or if you would like to be monogamous, or if you want any other kind of title, just tell me. Just be honest and say what you want. If you, you say this. You yeah, bring this up. Absolutely. That's very mature. You got to be honest about it. And sometimes you'll you'll get the common refrain of, I'm not seeing anyone else from them. And I'm like, oh, okay. I am. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to like... I'm not going to fold and say like, oh, then I won't. Because right. that's, um, I'm asking for honesty and just out in the open. If you don't want me to see someone else, you have to tell me. Uh-huh. But if I want to see someone else and you don't want me to see someone else, then we'll have to either talk about it or thank you very much for going We're out with me. Yeah. It looks like uh, that's the end of it. And, you, and you've been able to have these polyamorous relationships without uh, resistance since you've been open about it? There, there, um, there's been... Or people go in the relationship thinking they're going to change you. Sometimes that happens. Okay. Um, and also, I, I've been in monogamous relationships while being poly. I've made that choice to be with 
one woman. Polyamorous, polyamory for me is just like your capacity is wider. I don't have this sort of like one singular point where monogamy then leads to a unit, then leads to a home, then leads to marriage, leads to kids. I don't think that far ahead. I haven't had any part of me that's lit up and be like, I want kids, I want a wife, I want a white picket fence. That's not part of me. I would, I would, I would love a partner. I would love two partners, and I would love a full career, and I have other dreams. So it's, yeah. So early on, when I wouldn't call it resistance, it's just sometimes women disagree. Yeah. Um, but uh, a lot of them don't understand that I'm not an asshole. Right. So as a guy, when I say I'm poly or I'm open, they're allowed to date and sleep with other guys. Yeah. It's really That's dumb. How it works. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's really it's a really dumb thing that a lot of. Uh, women are introduced to the idea of having an open relationship or being poly. And the guys are just saying you can bang other women if they're, oh, if right. they're bisexual, but you can't sleep with other guys. Cause there's some like weird ownership of like, I'm the only one with a dick that's allowed to be in. It's like, yeah. that's gross. So once they understand like, no, we're just going to keep dating and you can also keep dating and then I can continue dating. And if you want something to change, just talk about it. So it's completely open. And once they realize I'm not a controlling guy, I'm not going to own your body or your time. Uh, I just, you know, when we have time, our time is ours. The thing that, that uh, I see as troubling with it is, um, and I, and Bobby Hill was on the episode. Yeah. He gave us a good lesson in it. And I think yeah, yeah, yeah. society is changing, thankfully, where people are accepting this as the norm. I, I don't know what I am, but my question is, how do you, how is the community? Because when I first heard it, and Bobby explained to me that's not the case, how do you address the fact that when your partner is on another date, do you he- want to hear about it? Or is it kind of like a don't ask, don't tell? Or It's it's sometimes if they're excited or happy about it, they can tell me about it. Uh, more often than not, uh, my experience has been women uh, feel a little bit uncomfortable telling me about an experience they had with another guy. And that is completely the fault of their previous male relationships okay. doing that to them. But if they've dated a woman, they went out on a date with a woman or had sex with a woman, they'll absolutely tell me about it because that either turns them on or they think it automatically turns me on, which it's pretty cool. Because um, I'm, I'm, str- well, I'm mean, straight. But, but here's the thing. The last time I was in an open uh, poly relationship before my last monogamous one, it was this woman that lived near uh, Second City up in a condo. Um, and uh, we'd been seeing each other for about two, three months. And then, you know, one night we had a... a didn't have... Like, she just went out drinking with friends. And then we hung out the following night. And um, we both, like drinking so we're lying on her bed and she starts laughing and telling telling about her night before because she <laughs> uh drank a little too much or something like that and then fell asleep in a uh, uh weird on a bed and that's how the story started and as soon as she started telling me she got a little bit coy with it and went oh i don't know if i should tell you the story and i went oh is it because you banged another dude that's fine. Did you use protection like we agreed? Yeah, she goes, yeah. yeah. I'm like, well, then tell me the story. Right, right, right. Oh, the only thing you have to do is... It's, it's safety if, first. Yeah, safety yeah, first. Especially course. if you have a primary par- uh, partner and you're being liquid monogamous. Jump into R-rated here. What's liquid monogamous? Uh, you can have a primary partner without protection. Uh-huh. Protection with everyone else. And if you break that right. rule, you have to be completely honest and tell your primary partner about it and get tested for everything before you two can then sleep together. It's also a breach of what's, trust. What's the liquid thing you said? It's That's just the term for you having sex without protection. Oh, liquid yeah. what? Monogamy. Liquid monogamy. Yeah. 
That's a weird fucking term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that woman actually introduced me to the term. <laughs> After I've had multiple partners, then we've done that. She's like, oh, no, there's a real term. I'm like, oh, that's dope as hell. So, like, yeah. So, if, <laughs> if you don't use protection with someone or if your protection breaks, that's the, even if it's not your fault yeah. or whatever, you got to mention it. If you... Safety first. Yeah, yeah. Safety first. Sense. You use protection and don't date other comedians. Those are the safest <laughs> right. things you can do. Um, okay, so my question. So you're okay with hearing about it. To me, like I think that if I ventured into polyamory, which I kind of feel like sometimes I live that life, mm-hmm. um, I would be like, a, I don't want to hear about it. I don't, but I don't. It's not that I don't. I assume everybody, even when I'm in a monogamous relationship, mm-hmm. I just assume that they're fucking other people. That's just how I feel. I just <laughs> that feel says like a lot about your previous. Yeah, I've been cheated yeah. on, so yeah, I feel I like know. that's. But my question is like, how? That's the thing that um, I think my ego just couldn't handle it. That's I'm, it. It's it's ego, and it's a little bit jealousy. Like you said, you've been hurt, yeah. so. There's I just also would like if she's banging another guy, like if I'm in a polyamorous relationship and then I see the guy and he's like, let's say he's a another he's, comedian, he's a lawyer <laughs> and he's a better comedian and lawyer than me and he has like better looking than me, then I'd be like, oh, fuck. Like uh, every every time I'm with her uh, sexually, I would just be like, oh, you'd be thinking of him. What. Well, now that's another conversation. <laughs> um it's it's not him but her it's leftover yeah yeah yeah. i also think about other guys you're right you're right paul it's uh it's 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 leftover jealousy it's um it might be it might be sometimes sometimes for some guys it's like a tinkle of homophobia just the smallest bit of like they're threatened by another male energy being with I don't want to be homophobia. No, just yeah, be no, like no, 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 it's not. Yeah, <laughs> it's just basically <laughs> picturing. And some guys get into that. I, I know yeah. that I had a friend who was married uh, years ago, and he asked to see if I would have sex with his wife. I was like, no. But then I thought about. It. I'm like, wait, are you going to be in the room? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. I'm like, absolutely not. Yeah, it, it's it, it it's some sometimes. You got to get rid of that extra jealousy to like fully be a part of it. It's this much. You can probably find a way in it because you you assume even if you're in a monogamous relationship that uh, your partner's sleeping with someone else. Just open that up to be like a positive thing as opposed to it's secretly happening. That's the norm. People have other partners. But I also feel that, yeah, I think it is a norm and I'm okay with it. I think that if poly, I think soon polyamory is going to be more accepted in society. I've said on the podcast years for years, the two things we push here are don't date other comedians if you're a comedian or even don't date comedian (laughs) and marriage is an outdated institution, traditional marriage. So to me, I think that uh, the people that I involve myself with, if I'm going to be physical with someone, I assuming they're making good decisions mm-hmm. or I'm wearing a condom. Right. Or I mean, typically that's the case. So to me, the safety issue is the biggest barrier for men, for women. I think it's, there's an emotional, traditionally an emotional attachment with sex. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think uh, it's, it's less and less the case, but I think that's traditionally what it's been. I tend to always have some, uh, part of an emotional attachment during sex to treat like, just what's that like? No, I, it makes kissing better. How about that for one? I don't kiss. You, if if you have an emotional attachment with someone you're sleeping with in any capacity, you can find their erogenous zones faster. You can uh, connect with them more immediately. The sex is generally better. But then again, if it's just casual, like go to town. That's fun right. too. Uh, it. I'm not afraid of uh, 
someone else having an emotional connection with someone else because I have had an emotional connection with more than one person while being monogamous. Uh, I didn't like seek it because you can also emotionally, you know, cheat on someone when you, when you're there. But right. I know that the feelings of being attracted to more than one person at a time are completely natural. And that, and that's the thing that I've been push. you know, the book called sex at dawn that we push on this podcast. Yep. It's a, it talks about the fact that humans are not naturally monogamous. It's yeah. not, it's not a thing. And when people are like, well, how do you do that? It's like, Women or men have like, they have like, oh no, she's my work wife. It's like you're fucking mentally checked out of your <laughs> marriage if you have a work wife yeah. or a work husband. Yeah. Or, um, you know, you're, you're revealing things to someone of, of either sex in an intimate fashion that you don't really uh, or reveal to your husband or wife. Mm-hmm. To me, what's the difference? The physical thing, I think, is the thing that people can't get over. The fact that you're fucking other people um, when you're in a, in a relationship. Yeah. I think that's societal norms that need to change. In the most rigid structure of monogamy, it's like if you have a work wife or a fake girlfriend, like a, a, a person of uh, a gender that you're attracted to, but you're not dating, but you still go out and have like those friend dates... I used to have those. It's you get your energy. You're you're like a piecewise function. You're a, you're a, a pie chart of of needs and desires. What's a piecewise function? Um, it's like a line graph where just uh, say pie chart. It's okay, pie chart. All right, it's a pie chart. <laughs> that you fuck, Paul. I'm gonna turn to Joe Rogan at the end of this. Yeah. Ah. Well, I mean, the shape of the male cock is meant to pull out the semen from the other <laughs> pie from chart. your partner. <laughs> Don't go off a, on a, Oh, a pie chart. Yes. Uh, you were talking chart. about a piece and whatever. Yeah. Pie chart. Piece of the pie, like you're, you're not going to get a hundred percent of your needs from one person. A hundred percent agree it's with you. It's impossible, but it is possible to have a hundred percent of your needs met. And if also, you allow yourself yeah. to have more than one partner, that's just this is where I, we need I a revolved. voice of reason. I didn't think we were going to go in this in this direction. This is where we have someone that's married to be like, this is where you're wrong. Then I can do that one. I can do that argument too. Because no, I can do it. I, my, I get go ahead. it. I want you to, I want people to hear this. I, I, I get it. And I think that we, we got some, a lot of people were educated when Bob, Bobby Hill explained <laughs> this. He's, pro. he's the pro on the issue. And I talk about it too. I think that it's, it's something that we need to address as society. We've evolved um, on so many things, we've we've expanded traditional marriage to include uh, gay marriage. Now mm-hmm. we've expanded in the in in genders. We have multiple genders now. Um, why is this marriage document or this idea of monogamy still this concept that people are like romanticizing when fifty two percent of marriages end in divorce? I part of it is definitely that old puritanical kind of like. Family structure propels population, which propels and upholds society. It's all weird and ingrained and stuff like that. But some of it is just the consequence, I think, of romanticizing having kids. Like being a mother and right. being a father. Well, how do you do that? Well, then you, you find a person that you can procreate with. Well, then how do you make that stronger? Well, clearly you've got to have a you got to live together. How do you make values. that stronger? Right. You get married. It's just... Like my very first monogamous relationship I was 25. I went to college with her and then we just kind of like met up years later in DC with some other college friends or whatever on like Valentine's Day. We're all seeing we're all going dancing, getting drunk, stuff like that. We made out by the end of it and just continue to see each other. And then it grew into something really nice until I moved to Chicago and then it all fell apart because she was jealous. 
But she was jealous because other people had hurt her, and she was fiercely monogamous in the sense that no one else could even flirt with me, men or women. Anything that came close to me, it would hurt her in some capacity. When she was, you know, you know, tired or a little more drunk, she would get visibly upset when someone else flirted with me. Or if after a show, when I have to shake a bunch of hands and continue being my well-dressed, charming self, I'd like coyly flirt with some of the women, give them the business card, get a follower, right. stuff like that, uh, you'd work. It's kind of like being a bartender, you know? Uh, she That would upset her. But she was at least, she was a burlesque dancer. She, she got understood it like it was part of the industry, but it would still bother her. So when I moved to Chicago and I had a female friend that I'd actually known for longer than her, thanks to the internet, and then we started hanging out, all she could see was, oh, she was a more attractive version of me that is now close, physically closer to you. Mm-hmm. That was jealousy, even though it was just a literal friend. No physical contact. No physical contact, nothing like that. And it just destroyed us. And the, every little Zoom call or whatever. Just... Were you monogamous before you met her? Because you was 25, so you didn't become poly until after this. Right. No, this I... kind of drove you to poly, I'm like, no way. <laughs> My, well, but the dating environment kind of is inherently poly. And then I had the conversation with her, like, if you want something more, if you want me to stop seeing other people, say so. And it took her like two months into us dating to say, oh, yeah, I want you to be monogamous. And I'm like, okay. I've been dating other people like I've been I've said for like two months and that almost made her break up with me. I'm like, I asked for honesty up top. Right. I told you I was seeing other people. You moved to Chicago, right? Yeah. And well, that like that was still in D.C. And then. Oh, OK. So we had like a month or two months of that. Then she wanted monogamy and then we did that and we got stronger and stronger. And then monogamously like, and monogamously. And then when I moved to Chicago, uh, I guess I hadn't built built up enough trust in the bank. And then a friend just destroyed us. Like I, I brought her to a friend's giving uh, that a bunch of other people from our college had, and just mentioning that another person who knew no one else in the city went to a holiday thing with me. Mm-hmm. That was like it's also the apocalypse. appearance, though. It's also to her. It's yeah. kind of like uh, I can see her side being like, well. You were poly before. Mm-hmm. We are monogamous. I have no control over where you are. And to everyone else, it looks like you're fucking this other girl. And I don't, I didn't care what anyone else thought right. except but, for I mean, her, she but she did. So that inversely yeah, affects. I can, I so it. I, I see it. I, and no matter how much I tried to tell her, like, it, I only care what you think. And if you don't trust me, we have a problem. Yeah. I'm not going to not be friends with someone. I've never liked that of like uh, your partner can choose who you can hang out with or like it's whatever. Are you, I, do you want to have kids and get married uh, or one uh, or the other? Not really. Okay. I want to be successful. I want. You're ambitious. Yeah. I'm, I, I, th- I, I say the same thing. Um, I, I feel like uh, my friends who are married are like, don't get married unless you want to have kids. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I want to have kids. So it's like, well, what's the point of marriage when I think it's outdated? Um, so if you don't want to have kids and you don't think you want to get married either, I, I from every therapist I've ever had, they've told me the same thing. A lot, some people seek out marriage because what I believe is that in recall, but it's like the consequence of them desiring like that dream off in the green acres and crap like that. But to get married, to propose to someone or know that you want to marry someone, that's a feeling. I have not had that feeling. No. 
And I was dating this, uh, my last partner for four years. Monogamously? Monogamously. Wow. Never once felt that. She did. Okay. Uh, but it was, I think, in almost retaliation to me telling her, hey, my younger brother's getting married. Do you want to go to the wedding with me? And then she got that worm in her brain. How long were they together, your younger brother and his significant other? Five plus years. Oh, yeah. So longer than ours. It wasn't like a two-year, like, they're already getting married? Competition, got it. But also my brother and his uh, partner have uh, always been like the monogamous type, dated very few, knew that they wanted like had the vision of a mm-hmm. home kind of thing. My brother wants kids. Like he was that kind of vision person met her and went, Oh, it clicked marriage. Mm-hmm. That's her. And then they're doing it. Uh, but you ne- didn't have that feeling with your, no, right. Ne- never. I've, I, did you guys I, talk about getting married? You mm-hmm. live together, right? No. Uh, anytime she mentioned, like she mentioned, Oh, I can see myself remarrying you. And I was like, all right, so I'm going to hit play. Um, <laughs> Uh, because very early hey, let's on, let's watch Back to the Future again. <laughs> very early on, let's go back in time to when you didn't say that. Um, we mentioned very early on we don't want kids. Uh, I mean, there we were monogamous and you know liquor monogamy. If pregnancy was there, liquor we, monogamy, or li- were you monogamous? We were monogamous, monogamous, but also you know didn't use protection because it was just her. Oh, we all, oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So didn't want kids if there was liquid, a kid. not liquor. liquid, liquor. That's oh, a whole well, other liquor thing. was also a part of it. Right. Um, didn't want uh, kids. Yeah. So if there was kids on the table, we would clear the table. Uh, <coughs> <laughs> I didn't laugh at my own joke. I coughed at it. Fair. Um, and we weren't there to get married. Right. We were there to date and continue our lives. But the longer I dated her, the more her claws kind of went in. And then I realized that the irreconcilable differences that eventually ended our relationship was just because I was different than her. Well, like, that's, I think- She wanted me to be her shadow. Well, that's part of it. And also, you guys weren't on the same page. We're not. She. Uh, it was kind of like you guys avoided that conversation for the, long, you, for the for longest while, time. And then just let it play out. Because we had an excellent home together and we have uh, we share a dog together. And just like my therapist still said, do. people stay, still do, still co-parent the dog. Her name is Luna. She is a little 12-pound Shih Tzu and she is my heart. Um, and I just registered her as an emotional support animal. So now I get to get, uh, uh, she gets to stay in my building. Because my, my building's like, no dogs. And then every fifth person I get in the elevator with is holding a dog. I'm like, what the hell is yeah. this? And they're like, emotional support. I'm like, I can do that. It's easy. I'm on 25 milligrams of sterilene. <laughs> I can get a form letter and a DocuSign to my therapist overnight. All right. Yeah. So when you were uh, poly, did you ever live with somebody else that you were not like, who was your primary or something? Nope. Okay. Uh, this, this woman uh, that I recently broke up with is the only partner I've ever lived with. Okay. Um, cause I was like, how would that work? Well, that is, uh, that's a whole nother thing. I, well, Bobby, I, I, am, I imagine. That. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm Bobby is like 10th level archmage when it comes to <laughs> polyamory and pulls out books and crap. Like I, I don't know. Um, I imagine it would be like the, we would have two bedrooms, one for us, one for hooking up. For playing. I just, I don't think that's, right? I think it's, that's I, impossible. Like, I, haven't, I haven't even mapped that part out because I've just, I, I just now started living alone. Yeah. It is the best feeling. Yeah. It is the best feeling. I to, couldn't imagine, I've lived alone 
since I graduated from law school. Oh, man. Points. And I don't even know how I could. If someone's staying with me for more than three or four days, I'm like, oh, four days is pretty much all I can do. <laughs> or like if they're doing their own shit. Like even friends who came to visit yeah. or my fam- like my nieces and nephews stayed with me for a couple of days. They're young. I'm just like, all right, two fucking it's time, days. That's time to it. go. I'm like, where's your dad? Um, well, you're, let me ask you another question that kind of I want to know how – are your parents still together? My father passed when I was 12. Okay. And then uh, my mom dated a few people afterwards, but very quickly was like, I like being me. Okay. I like don't need another partner. And it's, I never plan on getting married again. And so. Do you think that's yeah. affected your opinion about marriage? I don't think so. I think what affected my opinion about marriage was uh, everyone in my family was a late bloomer. Uh, like when my father passed, when, uh, I was 12. Are you a middle child? Uh, technically, because my brother's 10 minutes younger than my, me, then my sister's two years older. So you're a fraternal brother. For my you're fraternal, fraternal twin. My fraternal twin so brother. you're a middle child. I am technically the middle child. Uh, and I went into the arts. And um, I think what happened was, because we were all late bloomers, and myself included, I was an ugly duckling, uh, I didn't find any sort of self-confidence about my looks till like the end of college but like three a redhead uh no still blonder than this okay blonder than this look like eyes, eyes are bluer than this i didn't have chest hair uh and now i'm a <laughs> you think chest hair is the, I am, the oh, decider so good. are I'm, you fucking kidding absolute, me god damn i was so Paul. embarrassed of my chest oh and my body god. hair as a kid well in areas sure but like i used to shave my chest off throughout uh college every once in a while because it was just like in different you shapes. think chest hair is something women enjoy oh fuck yes paul Where, rule number what site is fuck this? yes rule number three safety first if you're a comic don't date comics and men chest hair holy shit Absolutely, I've I've had Absolutely. chest hair since I was seven years How, old. But like that, well, this is. How, I, do you I, have Do you I have sh- enough to? I, sh- I trim this down. Oh, that's why. Go right out. No, because that's that's, that's not enough to I hold gained, on like, to. Three weights. You that's three, three yeah. pounds. Oh, you push down on my shirt, it deflates like an inch, man. <laughs> you got to have enough chest hair for them to hold on to. I've never heard somebody say they like. Dude, chest it hair. is it is a. Where is this site that you it use? is this it is. My yeah, you're a beast. is my autobiography, my friend. That is so like, you. So in college, you discovered that chest hair was the deciding factor. It was getting there, absolutely. But during during during, <laughs> Where did you go to college? Uh, Christopher Newport University. It was it, <laughs> D, D4 theater program was small. Whatever. Okay. It was like an hour from my so house. These are all kids that were like it's theater fun. kids. That, well, no, no, I I didn't. I didn't even like incest then. So I would date everyone else uh, in different majors. But but. In throughout high school and college, there was no serious dating for me because I have always been very confident and I've got blue eyes and I can read people. So that I use those powers to be very politely but romantically invasive and I can tell you things about yourself or make cute jokes or tell you how you're feeling and get those barriers done because no one no one likes small talk. I don't really like the first four dates. So the first date or few dates with me feels like a little bit longer because we get to know each other a little faster. So the, when those barriers comes to, come down, consistently, like to a script, to a T, almost like every woman I would date during uh, college would say, why are you with me? You could be with anyone. And I'm like, did when they separated classes in middle school, is that what they fucking told women to say? Like, you're going to have your period and to make men feel 
bigger than themselves say, oh, you can have anyone. But it was just like low so self-esteem did, or did, shit like that. dated below your level in I don't terms think of physical so. looks? I well, don't you're think attracted so at all. to something maybe that uh, traditionally people don't find attractive. I, I, I have a very wide breadth of... Uh, what are what are your types? What do you think are the types that you if you if you lined up the last seven <laughs> women? Is there like because people say yeah. I have a type where you like look at all the women they mm-hmm. all kind of look similar for the most part. Uh, shorter women with big eyes, big eyes. Yep. Okay. I think that's it. What um, <clears throat> what are your deal breakers now that you're da- on the dating app? Big what? red flags. I've got a list because you got to get you. <laughs> Absolutely got to get those up top. Because if you can't see them coming a mile away, you're going to waste your time and okay. both people are going to get hurt. Okay. Um, rather than saying, you know, to be honest, I know, but that's a given. That shouldn't be like a rule. That Someone's should be saying you, to be honest? To be like, oh, my, when I, just honesty is like, yeah, if you're going to meet another human being, to be honest. Sure. But the red flags are, um, uh, don't <laughs> lie to me about who you are. It's yeah. different than honesty. Like who you are. You're on the apps now. Yes. What do you feel? What are the things that immediately are you see as signs of lying? To me, it's like oh, just pictures the, just that are like apps. if you have six pictures, one or two are of your dog only, or <laughs> you're wearing all your clothes skiing, and it's mm-hmm. like okay, I don't know what you look like, or it's like there are all these weird angle pictures where it's like you don't, I don't know what the well, strategy I, is there. I would go bigger than bigger than that when I'm talking about like my my last partner. Yeah. Uh, well, that's just starting the list. okay. Well. My last partner lied about her age. Okay. Uh, we started dating, and uh, she was just a whole year younger. Like, her birthday was coming up, and uh, we were having dinner somewhere, and we'd been together long enough, and I was like, so tell me something about yourself I don't know. And she was like, oh, I couldn't think of anything. And then <laughs> two weeks later, she comes over to my place uh, full of mezcal crying, Um and says, I need to tell you something. And I'm like, I'm thinking, oh, okay. Um, she has an, she has an STD, and now I do. Right, right. She's pregnant, and we have to talk about that. Or she's been seeing someone else while telling me I'm not allowed to see someone and else. Which is what's happened right. to me before. And it was, she lied about her age. Well, how, by a year? Yes. Why? So, uh, well... We started dating, uh, and it was just supposed to be like a fun, light fling. Because I give off heady, head, heavy daddy vibes. I yeah. don't know that. It's the chest hair. It's the dressing up. I don't, you know what? It's a oh, gotcha. fucking thing. Okay, it's all that stuff. Enough. So uh, she was younger than me. And she was... So she's your actual the same age? No. She was... Uh, this was supposed to be... I was supposed to be just whining and dining someone younger for fun. And... Uh, then she was going to turn 21 for real. And what? She, she wasn't. Yeah. She was 19 turning 20. Oh boy. Okay. That scared the shit out of me. Yeah. It made me mad. Uh, I didn't see her for like a, uh, so a month. you didn't notice when you went to bars or she's like, maybe we shouldn't go here. She, <laughs> she had, had a fake, fake ID. Yeah. Okay. She had a fake. And I'm like, I thought this was just like, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Though. It's yeah, God. It it's so, so stupid. Mad. And I, minimal, I got but so yeah. mad, but she didn't even have the balls to tell me it. She was like, reach into my jacket pocket and pull out my ID. And I'm like, okay. And I looked your ID. And at that moment I, I was tired. So I was like, Oh fuck. Like, I have, oh, to, you're, I you're have a, to do math. That's you're a donor. <laughs> she was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> Wisconsin, <laughs> you cunt. Yeah. Um, you, I told you no cheese heads in my right, fucking right. house. Um, I was like, oh, 
You're You've lied it. about your age. And I'm like, I just threw the card back on the bed. I'm like, okay, so how old are you? How mad should I be? Uh, and she was like, I'm not turning. I was excited to take someone out to two bars. That was it. I yeah. was like, we matched, we got along. And I'm like, okay, we can have a social life. How long did you, were you dating her until she told you that? Eight months. Okay. Oh, wow. Huh. That's kind of creepy. Yeah, it is creepy. And I felt, I almost broke up with her and, uh, and I told her to not talk to me for like a month. Um, cause I, it's really in it hindsight, it's not that big a deal, but I do understand why you well, would be I, I freaked felt, out. I felt like a creepy dude. Yeah. I felt gross. Yeah. I was unknowingly dating a teenager and, <laughs> but it also, it also made <laughs> I me mean, barely, barely, but still, but still it was creepy. How but old it, were you at the time? I was 29. Yeah. Okay. 28 turning yeah, 29. Yeah, it's fine. And I still felt, still felt fucking bad. All right. So and, but here, it also made me feel like, oh, how immature am I? That I've been getting along so well <laughs> with a with this nineteen year old, and so I totally leave me alone. Uh, I was like, I need time. Until you turn twenty one. <laughs> <laughs> you go Don't talk back, to me. You get back in the sandbox. <laughs> Until you um, and uh, but she wouldn't leave me alone. She kept texting, crying me, and I have a weak spot for people in pain, women in pain. My mom kept. My mom always told me, like, you keep finding the rescues. And I'm like, oh, you probably shouldn't say that, <laughs> uh, <laughs> because I, I like every third woman woman I date has, um, like a personality disorder or a mental illness, or or something, or like heavy heavy trauma behind them. It makes you feel uh, then that I needed uh, or I, wanted maybe unknowingly, and I automatically make them feel safe yeah. because I'm honest i've got a deep voice whatever it is i will i'm hair. not i'm not i've got chest hair i'm not afraid of pda i will hold you i'm not ashamed of people seeing that i'm attracted to hanging you. out like, with a 19 year old yeah yeah I'm not and gross you know pulling up in a big yellow bus <laughs> talking about intramurals she's got her learner's permit it's god okay. damn it okay so, what are the other deals so we went so, so oh, we went ahead. so we went into therapy for that for like a year and a half because i didn't know if i could I mean, that's weird, not that big. I get it, but it's not that I know, big But that's it. If someone lies to you about who they are. I, I do. Under, if she lied like by three or four years, and I get the barrier of 21 being weird and, yeah. and whatnot, especially when you're 10 years older. But I mean, it is, it's not in hindsight. I'm sure you see, I mean, other than the lying, yeah. because she wanted to, she wasn't lying to deceive you. She was lying because she wanted to keep you in her life. Yeah. But I, I saw, get I it. saw that too. I felt that too. It was like, oh, she didn't know. When was it? She was like, but it, it was too late. There was no already, appropriate time yeah. to tell you this. I'm like, I, how, it's how always, about- there's always, there's always a level of deceit that you find that in someone. Yeah. Regardless. I think yeah. you find out later it's, it's better. Um, if it's a deal breaker for you, then so be it. Yeah. But I, I, the, the concept of lying, I think we all kind of lie about something about ourselves, you know, Secret, guys wear yeah. shoes that are, that give them another <laughs> inch. Women wear uh, eyeliner that doesn't make their eyes look, you know, whatever. And, and there's all kind of con- concealer conceals weird shit. I, I will say that um, I know I'm trapped in a relationship for so many months or a season or whatever. If uh, whoever I'm dating comes back into the room wearing one of my hoodies, like in the hands are a little, the sleeves are a little too long and they've got the hood up and they've got a big fucking grin on their face. And I think that's adorable. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> now you're back. No, no, this is something, this is something good. Ah, yeah. well, there goes like a year. Um, <laughs> it's, it's so fucking cute. So, what are, what uh, are the other deal breakers? Jealousy. Jealousy. Absolutely. These are all big terminal. These are like concepts. Are there like deal breakers in the sense of like, 
you know, they chew weird. Most oh, the or, small ones. Or, or oh, the other one. Well, not the small. Some things are big for people. Bad music taste, political <laughs> views. Oh, I'll, I'll do that. Um, uh, other ones, uh, ultimatums. And, that's a big okay. term, but I don't have to go. That's too big. I'd probably get sure. into that one. The smaller one uh, is political views because before I started dating her, like before years ago, I auditioned for a bunch of reality TV shows just because I, you know, wanted sure. a paycheck and it was fun. And one of them, I was. Um, on the final, it was in the next to last interview before the big thumbs up and thumbs down to get on, uh, a season of, of big brother. Oh, wow. Okay. I was going to be on big brother. I signed an NDA for like a year and, uh, I had all the video interviews and they ask you just like, I also auditioned for the real world. <laughs> and so it was for fun though, but that was fucking chaos. Um, and both of them, they'll ask you like, would you have sex on camera? I'm like, is this a, is this a black leather couch I'm sitting on? I don't need money for school books. Yes, I'll fuck on camera. I'm an adult. Um, they'd ask, do you have any like big nose? Like you asked. And I said, oh, I'm, I will not fuck a Trump supporter. Uh-huh. I will not. I will not make them feel good. They have made everyone feel so bad and continue to do so. There is an STD in our political system because of that motherfucker. And it is ongoing. And I will not make a Trump supporter come. Uh, and we can I, have sex I, with them. You just won't I, I just, just leave them wanting <laughs> like, like almost there. You're like, I'm out. I'm out. Literally. <laughs> I, almost the I'm best, out. I'm done. That's almost the best. Fuck you to, to the Trump supporter. Know, but wanna... then, then, but then I also feel good because of them. Like I didn't want to do that to myself there. I, uh, uh, one of my, uh, friends that one of the long-term friends, uh, after I, you know, became single again, slowly revealed herself to be interested in me. And then Sully revealed herself beyond that to be a conspiracy theorist, a racist, and a Trump supporter. I'm like, wow, I'm glad you're that comfortable around right. me to admit this shit. Like she said, it's Sam, so, it's, like yeah. I've known this woman for over a decade, and then we started lightly flirting, and then her like bedtime talk, not literally bedtime talk, but like I'm vulnerable enough to like say this to you. You know, I, I like it a little bit rough and Sandy Hook was a fake massacre. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, woman? Really? Yeah. Obama wasn't born in America. I'm like, oh, oh my no. God, I'm putting my pants back on. What the fuck are you talking about? You know what's about? funny? And this has come up a lot on the po- on the podcast with, with political views. It's so toxic right now. Mm-hmm. But there was a time when having a difference of opinion in parties was not a big deal. Right. My parents are still together 50 plus years. They are on the opposite side of the political spectrum. Sure. Um, and it just, it just happened. I mean, now it's different, but, uh, it's just one of those things that's kind of like, I mean, there's political, uh, people on TV that are, are on the opposite side of the spectrum that are famous and they're yeah. still married. The it's Conways, a, yeah, which well, is no, the they were perfect both. last name for what their <laughs> marriage is. They're also, they're both Republicans, but I'm talking yeah. about like, uh, you know, political strategists. Uh, what's the bald dude's name that worked for Bill Clinton forever and his uh, wife, uh, Madeline and, uh, or fuck, whatever. Axelrod? No, 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 no. For Clinton, for okay. Bill Clinton. Yeah. The bald dude. I thought actually I was Fuck. a speech writer. I'm gonna. This is gonna piss people off. That's fine. That's all right. I'll babble while you Google it. Anyway, uh, we're out of time. Anyway, tell people where they can find you while I look this up. You got it. <laughs> As you guys wait for this information about no the Clinton administration, yeah. uh, well, uh, you can find me on Instagram at David Carter Comedy, uh, Facebook as well. But like, who does that unless you're over 30? But if you're 19 and looking for me, Instagram. <laughs> 
Um, I think I also own David Carter comedy on TikTok, but I don't post videos there because uh, I don't know. I don't I can't have. Figure out the I algorithm. don't. I can do it, but it, like I don't. I don't have the band. I don't have the literal bandwidth in my brain to do that right now. So maybe this summer I'll post my first TikTok, but I'm sure it's going to be like the a first mi- one has to be really good and then uh, you can go viral. If you do, if you fuck it up, you're fucked I'm, for life. I like know I it like you're dead in the water. I, I think I'll just post a one liner then show someone else's tits. I think that's the, that's way, to the go. way to go. Yeah. And the gentleman I was thinking about was Chester James Carville Jr. Oh, Carville. The like, oh, Cajun. the Raging Cajun, the snake from Louisiana. Yes. Yeah. And oh, his wife, uh, uh, the possum from Wisconsin. Uh, <laughs> On Twitter, I'm underscore David Carter underscore because I snagged that too late in the game. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And uh, But shows will start picking up again in August. For the rest of July, you can find me in Virginia Beach for my younger brother's this will wedding. Be after that, so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, congratulations to my brother who just got married to the love of his life, Liz, whose last name I don't know yet <laughs> because they haven't revealed the marriage certificate. Fair enough. And, and David and uh, Carvel's wife's name is Mary Matlin. Mary, ma- oh, okay. They're married. Got it. Anyway, thank you all for listening to another edition of Singles Only Podcast. David, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Paul. I'm still standing, my feet are getting-